0: All right. All right. All right. Austin rugby fans. Welcome back to your favorite Austin rugby podcast with the same name. It's kind of funny. If you're looking for Austin and rugby and podcast, you type it in, you're only going to get one. That is this one that you are listening and or watching. If you're watching it, uh, man, you're lucky because we haven't been putting too many out over YouTube and Facebook only because I haven't had time to do it. If you are watching, you recognize a familiar face that you haven't seen in many weeks. That's true. <laughs> the gentleman uh, to my immediate right, left, depending on how you're looking at it on the screen. I look at it at one complete screen, so it doesn't really matter. That is Alex Reese back after what, three weeks? three weeks have you been gone? God. Well, we found a good Alex replacement anyway. So Alex Kalpa couldn't (laughs) join us today. So Alex, we had to find a replacement for our new Alex back to the original (laughs) Alex. Uh, Here's one Alex, same as the original, different from the last. But uh, What's going on, man? How you been? Meet
1: meet the new Alex. Same Same as as the the old old Alex. I'm good just finally finally found a little bit of free, free time, time <laughs> outside of outside of my newly extremely busy work schedule to uh
0: to I, rejoin. I know how that goes. So you're good. Yeah. We <laughs>
1: my my favorite podcast host.
0: Favorite podcast host. Uh what how many other podcast hosts do you have? That you know? Like, at least um, two. I've
1: had, I mean I've I guess I've been a podcast host and I've have worked a podcast with host. Couple other podcast hosts. Um, To be fair, they were pretty good too. But uh, (laughs) nothing is long running. Nothing quite as long running as this one.
0: Three years. Three years of running the Austin Rugby Podcast. We continue to cover everything dealing with the 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 Central Texas Rugby Society. (laughs) That doesn't exist, but it sounds like it should. Uh, But no, hey man, we. It's been a weird year, right? So we. Trying to cover everything from, you know, uh, club level high school that didn't exist, didn't play. We talked about some of the stuff that was going on with club level, but it's kind of weird when, you know, the pandemic hit us and we just couldn't really jump into club because like national championships would be happening right about now. I feel like it's mm-hmm. around that like national championship time that you know in the past couple of years not in the non-covid year that we'd be playing for national championships but um that didn't happen uh, we've been covering the pants off of uh man alex we even covered rugby league for a couple of weeks yeah. there when we got excited a we couple-
1: original we were the original and we were the original NARL podcast.
0: <laughs> we, we, we were, we were, we were the original, uh, NARL podcast. Uh, I, I have to say like, um, since I've done that podcast, I become good friends and, uh, talk quite often with, with carbs, uh, who does the chasing kangaroos podcast, uh, and big T. So those guys down they're actually in Sydney, uh, they're pretty cool. They, they cover a lot of rugby league in the United States. I talked to a lot of guys, but we were the first to cover, specifically, the new edition of the Western Conference of the NARL. Um, Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, Put it on hold for a little bit. We'll see what happens in the next year. They they are slated. I have had conversations with them. They are slated to still get things going next year. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not we're not going to cover it right now because there's nothing to cover. So uh, what we will cover in this podcast uh, international that, that happened. So we had a, had a couple games, um, had three different games that we can cover. So we're gonna cover that. We're going to talk about a new addition to the AG's rugby boot room, if you will, the back office, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we'll talk about, I do want to find out what's going on in some sevens. If you can, if you can briefly cover some, any sevens that have happened, uh, I hear there, you know, this past weekend in Houston, there was, uh, the battle in the Bayou Um, that I know that the Huns and Blacks both competed in valiantly, uh, however, did not come out on top. Um, And then obviously we're going to wrap it up and we'll talk some AGs. Yeah, we'll talk some AGs. We'll talk some AGs. Mm. It's a bit bit of a sad day to talk about AGs uh, after this weekend's match, but we'll get to that. So let's, let's start off with, with last week. Right, we we went into the week. Um, we Alex Kalpa and I we jumped on on Friday. We recorded the podcast talking about what's going to happen in international rugby. There were three big matches where AGs were featured. We had a Canada and England match. Canada coming off of. Big monsters lost to Wales, uh, as I said, out of the uh, out of the out of the dragons, uh, out of the, the dragon's mouth and into the lion's den, basically. <laughs> um, which I yeah. love that one. I actually did get compliments on that. So thank you. Nice. Uh, that was Complimented on that one. I was like, that was yeah. great on the spot, too. I didn't plan that one at all. Uh, nice. And then we had England and we had excuse me. We had the USA and Ireland. Our, USA coming off a big match going into into Dublin. And uh, then we had Brazil and Chile this past week. So let's start with Canada. Alex, you watched a little bit of Canada and England probably over there on flow sports. What did you think of that match? Uh, I
1: I think, I mean, you saw England jumped out way ahead on the U S the week before and clearly kind of let the foot off the gas. A lot of guys maybe, trying to overplay, just trying to make their mark uh, in the England shirt while their comrades were away with the Lions. So you kind of saw some uncharacteristic errors by England, and and um, USA really put the pedal to the metal and kind of made that score a lot closer than England or anybody else would have expected. Yeah. So I think this next week, the focus for England
0: was... I, th- like, I think Eddie Jones was like, okay, listen,
1: guys. Yeah. Keep your foot on their throat. And, uh, yeah, they just pretty much choked Canada out of the game from the get go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, it, I mean, obviously it was, um, you know, they, they did, how was the 11 minute mark? It was tied seven, seven. Like, it was, Yeah. Like, and I like, mean,
1: remember Canada got off to a hot start against Wales too. Yeah,
0: they scored first, I believe. Yeah. I mean, were yeah so it was like exciting. Uh, poor, uh, Regan O'Gorman though. Um, I mean, basically, he was just part of a mall that, I mean, England was just dominant, right? And yeah. they like, how many, they just,
1: what did they get? Four mall
0: tries? At least, at least four mall tries against Canada. Um, obviously, yeah, Regan got sent off in, in the 13th minute with penalty, with penalty uh, unfortunately. Um, but I think, you know, obviously, he... I thought he played pretty well when he came back on, you know, from the AG side. Listen, like he didn't yeah. he hasn't had a, a lot of play time with Austin. He was injured at the beginning of the season. He's he came on midway through. Last week against um uh against Wales, he played flanker. Uh so that was, you know, not his normal position. He filled in this week for right. Josh Larson who was injured uh, unfortunately. We always you know Even though they're no longer AGs, they're still part of the Austin Rugby family from years past. And so, you know, Josh unfortunately got hurt, so wasn't able to cap to captain the side. And so, I think that um, they're not captain side, but played lock, excuse me. Um, But I think that you know, Regan had a good chance. He got in, got some good time. I think there were some good runs by Cole Davis. He had a chip and kick. I thought he almost Cole was almost about to get it and at least perform well. But you know, really, it was a dominating match. I mean, you had yeah. your, your guy getting his first start, you know, uh, and and Blair, uh, Blarmer, Blarmery, Blarmery. How do you say his name? Blarmery, I think it is. Uh, it's he's like the second string hooker for, um, uh, for Br- Bristol, I believe. Um, but he got his second first start ever. He's the one who had the air last week that led to one of uh the USA tries against England, mm-hmm. and then he did. He was also one that blocked the kick. To score a try,
1: yeah, for England. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he totally redeemed himself,
0: and then he scores a hat trick this week. Yeah, and so, anyway, final score: England seventy, Canada fourteen. It wasn't it was not a was not a pretty match. Um, not a pretty it's, match
1: at all. Uh, you know who has really impressed me for Canada is um, the other winger um, across from Davies, who
0: doesn't play for a single MLR team right now. Who, plays who is like- he? Uh, it is, what's his name? I know his name. Give me two seconds. Uh, yeah, he was great against Wales as well. Lloyd is his name.
1: I think his name is. Yeah. He, he was good against Wales. He almost had two tries. Um, and
0: Noah Lloyd is his name. Yeah. He doesn't play. I I don't know where he plays. Like, I honestly, like like, yeah, he played well. Like he was one of the few players that played well. Um, Again, people were talking about like, is anybody going to pick up in the last two weeks of the season? Pick up any random players to play? I'm like, I would be kind of weird to do that this this late in the season. Um, and I know Seattle made a trade for Travis Larson, and Travis Larson was like player of the match for Seattle for three weeks in a row until he got hurt. But uh, yes, yeah, so I don't think that was happening. But you know, uh, he's solid player. You know, I, we'll see where he ends up next year. Maybe Toronto. You know, who knows what happens? That's what I would think. You would think um, I think overall it just, it was uh, Canada had a rough go. Speaking of rough goes, Alex, the next game on the oh, list hey. for Saturday was Ireland and USA. Hey. Now, now, we yeah. Alex Kalpa and I, we sat down and we talked, we're like, is the USA going to win? And we both went, probably not. Like this is, um, there's a lot of, right. there's a lot of Irish players who uh, especially in that forward pack, like. Um, uh, like James Ryan. James Ryan. Who really yeah. should be down, down South right now. Who should yeah. be, he and he should be, like, come on. James Ryan should be in South Africa, there's no doubt about that. That's just, yeah. he's just ridiculous. Um, you know, Marcus Smith, we talked about him last week on the podcast too, and Marcus Smith is down there playing with him yep. too. So, um, you know, what it really comes down to is, USA went into Ireland, uh, they went into Dublin with kind of, there was a lot of talk on social media, right? A lot of people saying, we're ready. Warning shots have been fired. The USA is here. Ireland took those Jeez. warning shots and completely sunk our battleship right off the bat. Um, <laughs> it, it was. Well, it wasn't
1: right off the bat.
0: Wait, 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 it, took,
1: it took, I mean, for, for a good almost quarter of the game, we could have been up. We, well. Nine we could have had nine points in the first 10 minutes I feel like
0: we could have uh but we didn't <laughs> um, yeah you know it's just it really it's I I thought we failed to convert it's kind of like the same thing that the AGs have had like they had a chance they were playing well to start and just didn't do anything um yeah I yeah I I think uh again I'm gonna go back to the Rupin DeHaas thing I know people thought highly of him i don't think highly of i i mean honestly i just don't think he's played well i think in yeah. the england game i think basca changed the dynamic when he came on. And I think he did the same thing again this week when he came on. Um I felt yeah. bad because I really wanted your brother to get <laughs> wanted your brother to get his yeah, cap. I, know. I was like, son of a I bitch. Did too. <laughs> <laughs> you did too, yeah, obviously. But you know it, it was disappointing. You know, you want to you want local guys and you want family to get their their USA cap. Maybe he'll get cap on home soil or something against maybe
1: I I um but, yeah I, okay. I thought with Ruben plays a style that I don't think fits what the USA or MLR best at. Like, he to me, his game is to play a very, like, behind a big forward pack. Yeah. Even that plays the plays a slow game and he will kick and he's got a big boot. Yeah. Kick the ball and have guys that are good chasers get under it, try to win it back. And if they don't, we. You know, we defend and basically like this, like the Springboks yeah. were in like 2007, which yeah. is yeah, kicking and defense. But the thing is, like, which is he's gonna that, fit in really
0: well at Saracens.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is gonna... not, you know, that's not what the US is gonna be about no. to me. I think the US, like, what's gonna make the US great is like leaning into that identity of American sports, which is fast tempo, athletic, physical, and dynamic. Yeah. Like that, every USA sport, that's what we do.
0: It's going to... I mean, we, we've seen the change. I mean, I'll go back a couple seasons in MLR, and you saw the change from the Austin Elite days under... Uh, uh, oh, I just forgot the name of our previous coach. Oh, um, uh, Alain. 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 Um, but basically we they played a slow kick the ball mm-hmm. down the field chase and play defense you know, work your way down win games you know, low scoring like that is not mlr the teams that adapted quickly like the utah yeah. like like you know high scoring teams Like Mm -hmm. literally in Colorado, you know, you go back to Colorado and from season one, season two, you know, teams like that, like those are the that's the style of USA rugby. It's going to be a more southern hemisphere, and by southern hemisphere, I mean, you know, Kiwi, Australian, Fijian, like that's going to be the makeup of MLR rugby, and that's going to be the makeup of USA rugby. And honestly, like yes, Ruben is a great player if he has the right forwards in front of him if he has the right yeah. forwards in front of him and he has the right back line that can you know attack like physical chases, upbeat, chases so he doesn't have to tackle which yeah. Yeah. sorry i'm thinking like, again <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna play it honest like he, he poor ta- he did not make many tackles when he when he played with us like it's just just one of those things think- it's pele will go and make a tackle if need be Marcelo will go and tackle yeah. As, as needed like the goal is not for your nine to tackle obviously we all know that like right sorry anyway digress away from frustrations and talking yeah. about that but you know really uh, we got blown out we got our doors blown off ireland well, came I out did, <laughs> after after think 20, think we, 20 wanna, minutes sorry I'll, yeah, I'll give, i want to comment though
1: one. i think you made a good point though about um like mlr since at the beginning the successful teams and the successful players have played an attacking fastball style of rugby yeah that's what those guys have been selected for yeah so to change that approach like we have we have Mikey Teo and um who's our who's on our wings this weekend um
0: uh, this week Teo started at 15 um who was it Cruz and
1: Mika, and Mika and, 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 Mikey Teo and Mika, Mika Cruz and, and, and Christian
0: and Christian Dyer
1: yeah and Christian Dyer so we've got three guys or or at least two guys that have made their mm-hmm. like got selected playing a wide open fast game of rugby and now we're trying to make them be these up and under kick chasers like that's not what mm-hmm. Mikey Teo or Mika Cruise have ever really done no and then you look at like we're playing with a forward pack that's fast and athletic yeah but is not that overpowering and we're trying to slow it down when you see when baska comes on baska has like an idea of what he wants to do he's like constant like It's just constantly like looking to hit him this way, hit him that way, like move the defense. Let's go. I'm already thinking two
0: phases ahead. He's wiry around the rucks, which I hate Mm -hmm. when we play against him, but I, listen, Michael Bask is a good player and I'll say that, but he, 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 he irritates you like a nine should irritate you. <laughs> like, it's a mustache. Yeah, exactly. It's the must. It's that long hair now. Well, oh, yeah. anyway, uh, um, th- listen, uh, yeah. I I think overall, you know, we go into the match. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the final score was 71, 10. Like mm-hmm. that says it right there. We yeah. did not show up. The, the team of the second half against England did not show up. Um, Everybody who is screaming left, right, and center, that the USA that we're we're here, we're close, we're gonna we're gonna be doing it. I I was very, 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 very hesitant to even remotely say that because I want people to remember something, right? The England team that we played was second and third string England. The Irish team that we played was second and third third string Ireland because their their top their top players, their best players are all down playing for the Lions. And that's we have to we have to remember that. It's also those guys have been playing together for three and a half weeks almost now, like since the end of their season. Um, somebody else wanna join the podcast, Alex <laughs> 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 But you know, so we have you know, that's that's something that we need to that the USA needs to think about. Like we're sending our best players out on against england it was on six days on five days of being together and playing together and then you so basically 12 days against ireland you can't do that like no. that just can't happen um it's part of what it is and we'll have to learn as as a rugby union in general and as american rugby that you can't just put guys together on five days notice and go out and win a game against ireland or england. well
1: it was What was disappointing to me, though, was not necessarily, like, the lack of um, structure or anything. It was the lack of, like, there looked to be, like, a lack of want to on defense. Like, the way we played defense a lot, it's, like, especially in the back line, was, like, this passive sevens defense. And I get that, like, Christian Dyer is, is used to playing sevens. He's been with the team in Chula Vista training sevens. That's what he's been doing for the last two years. But like to stand back and just wait for these Irish backs to come at us and not put any of them under any pressure. It's just like, these guys are way too good for you to wait for them to make a mistake. You have to go make them make the mistakes. And we were just so like passive defensively. We weren't in their face at all. And that was that was disappointing to me and i don't know like bi- like i'm biased here but like because you know i have connections to people Dude, who didn't get you got skin in the game
0: literally in the game but <laughs> like
1: i don't know it was just kind of disappointing to be like for for the head coach to say or to be you know have this mentality of like oh we want to keep the same guys together to build the continuity um that we, you know, and take that into the game against Ireland. And then for like our captain after the game to say, yeah, we didn't come here to win a game. It's like, there's a major disconnect right now between our actions, our performance and, and our words. Like, it's just kind of, I don't want to be too negative. I'm not
0: not trying to like, was there anybody else that got selected to go over that didn't, that, that went over that didn't get to play?
1: There was Michael Dabulous from Dabulous, yeah. um, Old, Glory, Old Glory. And then um,
0: who else? Uh, and did Andrew Guerra get in? Yeah, he got in. I'm I'm pretty okay. sure he, I know he was on the, he was on. If he didn't get in in a 71 to four to 10 loss, then that's on Gary. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary, Gary gold. That is like, oh, yeah, sorry, Gary. <laughs> 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 just dropping regular like first names out on there mr gold yeah uh, anyway so it, it was um it was a you know will mcgee got in at the end you know he was providing cover because yeah. will holey and he, did, kick, and he kick, slotted his kick slotted his kick as he should because will's a solid kicker and honestly uh i don't think mikey teo is a good should not be playing 15 or i don't know I think, I think Will McGee should be our, I mean, when, when you have a full squad and non-injured AJ McGinty and Will, like I think, Mm -hmm. I think Will McGee is our 15. Like I think he, he has the boot that you need to to kick it down the field. I mean, it's nobody on the USA has a bigger boot, maybe AJ, but nobody has a bigger boot than Will. Like he's, it's just a monster. He hits bombs. And so that's, that's what I think. So USA, Canada, two massive losses. Not doesn't look good, not good on the score sheet. Um, one person left the AGs that <coughs> international, uh, little international duty and has been gone for a while playing down in the Sud America, and then, of course, yes, is Mr. Marcelo Torrealba. Marcelo and he in the Los Condores took on the big Brazilians, and the underdog Chileans came out on top 23 13 finally getting a win for somebody related to the HG's organization this week. Uh, You know, congrats to Marcelo and them. Like that's a, to beat Brazil is a big thing. Like they're, you know, Chile is an up and coming rugby nation. They've got, they're working hard. They're, you know, they've got guys that play in the uh, SALR. Um, And so that's pretty big for them. Uh, (laughs) Really now, Chile is at a position that they are, they're scheduled to play uh, Uruguay, the host nation of this year's championship, and if they beat Uruguay, granted Uruguay is always heavily, heavily favored, <laughs> um, just because did, it's Uruguay. They, but they did beat them, though. They have beaten last them last time. They they beat them last time they played. Uh, if they beat them, Chile and not Uruguay will be the um, uh, will be the South American. I guess it's the South American uh, representative to go up against either the USA or Canada for the America's one spot in the next World Cup. Yeah, How about, that? How about uh, that? Like that's a heck of a could we see hope uh, Los Condores in the World Cup? It, it, I'd it, love to see it. I'd love to see it. I think it'll be tough because they've got a long road because one, they have to beat the USA and Canada if they lose then they have to go through the whole process of getting like what is it the I forget, it's like an at large bid when you oh, play yeah oh, yeah it's that, like crazy you got to play like Spain or somebody like that but just weird the repassage the repichage, Uh and yeah. that takes a little while to go too so um, no I mean obviously I didn't watch the match didn't know how to watch the match because <laughs> <laughs> who knows come on talk to your guys over at Flow Alex like they they cover other international let's <laughs> get to they got they got
1: the rugby championship now.
0: I saw that. That's exciting. Um, means, cool. that means that means I got to go by flow now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. So international, we've got two losses for the U S and Canada for North America, South American representative for the AGs down there in Chile beats Brazil. Um, hopefully best of luck to Marcelo and, and going definitely. To and a, you know what? I Brazil. think
1: in the last what year and a half since Marcelo's really taken over the, uh, um starting nine shirt for chile i think that coupled with the work he's been getting with sam and mark plus you know um playing behind pele i think he's become a completely new player and a guy that like is i think ready to really emerge. If he, if he comes back to MLR next year, I think he could really emerge as like a much more calm, wiser player that, I mean, he's, he's now, he's the man right now for Chile.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things like, so Marcelo, because he's been around for three years now, Marcelo is, he's snipey. He's, I, 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 I've always loved watching Marcelo play. just, In the past, it's like he's young. He's a young player and it makes young mistakes as young players do. But the more that he learns, the more that he gets to play. You saw it in some of the games this season. You know, he he got in and and played. And I'm really, like, we know that, um, you know, Ruben de Haas was cover for Marcelo, who was leaving to go on international duty. Because he's been gone for a little bit longer because he's been gone since um, late May. So like halfway through the yeah, season, so he's been, so he's been gone for a, a long while, time. Yeah. yeah, so um, won't be back for the end of the season. But <laughs> we wish Marcelo the best, and we hope that he comes out. Hope they come out on top. I'd love to be able to watch, to watch that America. game somewhere. Wherever mm-hmm. we can find it, YouTube, some random Russian channel will probably cover it. Some.
1: Hey, ah. what do we? You know, what do we tell Marcelo? I don't know. Buena suerte, amigo.
0: Buena suerte. <laughs> All I can think of is friends. Bon chance. Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Moving on to the next stuff. We talked about adding people to the back room in Austin. AG Rugby came out. What is it? July third. So you know, right? Uh, we I we should have covered this last week, I think, and we forgot about it. So we'll cover it this week. Uh, AG Rugby has hired. Hall of Fame USA Eagle, former USA captain, Mr. Dave Hodges as the director of player personnel. That, my friends, if you don't think that that's exciting, that should kind of perk your ears up. Um, Basically, you talk about filling spots for a solid foundation for a long-term rugby organization. He's going to come in. Dave Hodges will now... um, really just grow the AG player database. So his goal is to go around to high school matches, college matches, club matches, and find the best players to, you know, hopefully here around, this you know, Austin and basically bring rugby talent into the AG squad. So, you know, Players like who knows maybe, maybe Mr. One Patrick Coleman who is a is a follower yeah. and a supporter of the podcast and a hun yep. um we'll see him you know in an ag kit maybe next year who knows but others right. you know that guys that we don't know players that are in that you know there's 40 players that were announced today that have submitted their paperwork for the mlr draft we have a combine coming up or a player right. show it's a combine people are like oh it's a player showcase I was like it's a combine like. <laughs> it's you go there, you show off what you can do. Like it's a combine. Um, But we have that coming up here in a couple of weeks uh, after the end of the season for all the players, like his job is going to be, you know, to come in and assess talent and listen, he's the eighth most cap USA Eagle. He's got 54 international caps. He knows his stuff. Like, <laughs> like he's going to know some rugby and he's going to have Sam Harris and Mark Girard, And he's got the rest of his team, you know, rest of the team there you know, in the boot room, if you want to call it that, you know, rest of the team just ready to go. And, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure he'll have a bit of involvement in the picks that Austin will have in the upcoming draft. Um, but he's also going to be saying, Hey, we'll go around to sevens matches, you know, battle on the Bayou, Bloodfest, fest and wherever else you may go. Like he's going to be watching to see if there's players out there that we can bring into the squad and hopefully improve. You know, that long term pipeline helped build the outlaws with the youth rugby team and, you know, the yep. U 20s and things like that. So we'll, we'll see. Like, it's kind of exciting. What do you think?
1: I think it's super exciting. It's just like, um, since, since the, since Gilchrist got here, it's just been like piece here, piece here, building block here, you know, foundational piece here. Like, I think that we've just been steadily, adding in different yep. you know um pieces of the foundation and that's just another great part of that core and I hope I hope you know like we can keep all this intact like I would it would be yeah. just excellent if you know moving forward we can keep the coaching staff and then add in Hodges to um kind of I think take some of that Load too off of Sam oh, and sure. Mark and the, and other guys in the org to do the the player scouting and bringing in the players because yeah. that's just one extra thing off of their plate and they can go focus more on um coaching and developing you know the system and and the players and spending more one on one time so I think it's just I mean it's just all all around good. Um, for the org for a whole number of reasons and good for the area as well. Oh, yeah, um, for like, sure. I've got not only like more eyes on talent around Austin, but like very trained eyes. Yeah.
0: Somebody who knows what they're you doing know? with those, what they're looking at, you know, you're right. I think this is going to be really interesting overall. The, you, you said it, you brought in, you've got Sam Harris, you've got Mark Gerrard with the team coaching, you know, there's, they've split the organization up in two and I think people see Sam and Mark and they see, you know, Mason Herring, who's doing a great, who always does a great job, like love Mason, man. He's such a great dude um, with the youth, you know, trying to help do the work with the outlaws. And now you bring in somebody who kind of oversees that to look for players to help now Mark Gerard and Mason work with the youth development. You know, there's going to, there's a pathway program and you can, you know, Uh, AGs have been a part of that and they're one of the teams that has developed that pathway program to go from high school to the academy to academy players playing with Huns, playing with Blacks, bringing Huns and Blacks into that program, then going up to the AG like all of this is kind of intertwining together. And then on the other side from the organizational standpoint, you've got Mike Sheehan who kind of been has been pretty quiet, but they've been doing some great stuff with partnerships right. in Austin. Stuff that <laughs> I'm going to two my own horn stuff I was telling the previous ownership to do in season one and yeah. season two. Like things that are happening now should have happened years ago to build those foundations. Yeah. It's good that they're happening now. So I'm treating this as like a new team. I'm treating this as like a year one, basically, about what's uh, going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, how many times too have we? on this podcast talked about like how much
0: effort yeah i I don't even know what you're gonna say but i know it's gonna be a lot
1: yeah i mean on the efforts that this um whole staff has put towards like assimilating into the city and into the culture like and that's just another piece of that uh i don't like like you said we don't know how much dave hodges is going to be in the in the grassroots and in the weeds, yeah. but I imagine like he would that's like, what will he, he be moving to Austin? To. I yeah, know. I, I don't yeah, know. but like, you know, if, if he does, and if like this goes to the plan that we think it does, it's just another like olive branch that they're extending into the city to like become, you know, not a separate entity from Austin. Yeah. You know, we had the live music, we had the, the Seton Hospital deal, we had the ascension seat and we had the um you know all, all like the youth pro the youth
0: all oh, the um, games before the matches
1: yeah and, the, and yeah the youth games before the matches just like all these different um well you look aspects at it
0: no good sorry
1: yeah just all these different aspects of like what what makes austin tick and they've been trying and trying to really become a part of the city and this is just another step in that direction in my opinion
0: yeah for sure I, and I, I totally agree i think it's great i would like to see the, a little bit cut back in the amount of con of, of over the air con uh play by play during the match <laughs> sorry austin willis uh since, since he's up there in in the booth with uh, the radio guys but you know it's not my favorite thing but to each their own uh what is my favorite thing is watching a stadium packed a bold stadium packed of like three thousand something fans, yeah. standing up and watching. room, right run down the field, and then everybody running up and s- swinging their towels mm-hmm. around and tossing going my French
1: fries and tossing my French fries into the crowd behind me—an yeah. accident. Oh, did you really? LaRue, <laughs> yeah. as soon as because like you know we're we're on defense in our own twenty-two, so I'm not off my I'm not up on my feet. I'm standing on my uh, I'm just sitting down eating French fries. And then, as soon as he gets the pick and starts running down the field, I just inadvertently, like, you know, involuntarily, Holy shit. Leap, leap up <laughs> out of my chair and put my hands up because that's what you do when you're, when you're, uh, one of your players is streaking down the field. And, uh, and my French fries mm-hmm. went flying into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> my family around go. me was like,
0: uh, do not so sit next to Alex when he's eating his French fries in the stands. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, careful so, not to eat french fries around when the white lightning's
0: around Lerome white lightning i love that they took that and then they they did. They, did they took it uh that, that goes back a couple of weeks alex is now call, alex. recalling things that he hasn't been around to talk about in a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah um so yeah okay no so. it's uh,
1: it, it's it's you're absolutely right though like the it's all everything like is is you feel it all put together like especially in that last home game like when everything everyone's there it's packed it's Fireworks
0: at the end. signing just being close to the players at the end it was it was perfect oh, yeah. right it's perfect um yeah. well that's let's see team news we cover that yeah, you Got you got all the things going around with things related to austin um alex real quick what's going on in the seventh circuit right now
1: Bye. The 7th Circuit is uh, interesting because they didn't do the traditional qualification format for Nationals this summer. They actually had basically open um, applications for Nationals in Seattle. And so a number of teams put in their bids. Yeah. Eight teams got automatic bids into the top tier bracket. Okay. And that was based off of past performances at Nationals. So... Your usual suspects of, oh, Blue, Schuylkill, Belmont, Belmont, um, Dallas Reds, yeah, uh, like Life West, um, you know the 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 general teams that always perform well. Yeah, uh, they got the automatic eight, and then the other eight will just be at large, which basically every team is putting
0: together a resume. Like we won, we to won this tournament. We won this tournament. We yep. got second and this we, tournament.
1: Yeah. Yep. And so it's just like March Madness with a selection committee. Okay. So out of the Texas region, Dallas Reds, as I mentioned, got a automatic, got an automatic uh, bid. Um, but two other teams have applied. That would be the Huns and Grand Prairie.
0: Who has been so, impressive. We talked about them on Texas truck yeah, Monthly. And, like Grand Prairie looks legit. Oh, absolutely. Looks legit. <laughs> they're
1: very, they're a very good side and they um i don't know if you saw but last night at about 11 p.m they announced that they're joining d1 this season
0: they're gonna join d1 wow That's that's a big move for grand prairie
1: yep and so they'll but they'll also they applied to go to nationals and um odds are i i would think that they'll probably be in the silver bracket so the next 16 teams yeah um but who knows maybe not um, so they've done well. They've gone, like, I think they've gotten the one Bloodfest uh, open, they won the yeah. They like the second tier Bloodfest. They have got to the final of Hell or High Water. They got fifth at Lone Star. And then this last weekend they got fourth at Battle on the Bayou. Yeah. So they've had some, like, pretty solid results. They haven't been able to knock off the Reds or the Huns yet.
0: Speaking of um, the Huns, you've got you've bad. got two two wins under the belt, if I am yeah, if I'm correctly. Wins.
1: One at Lone Star and then one at um Heller High Water. Yep. And got third at Bloodfest, losing only to Rhino out of California. And then last weekend got second lost to the Reds in the final. So, yeah, and first close, time losing close, to the Reds this summer, but it was, I mean, close I think, match
0: too, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, it was 14 0. I mean, to be quite honest, it never really the red. If I just if you're the score fan, so you never, I
0: yeah,
1: yeah, if you're, if you're a Reds fan, you never really felt threatened in that mm, one, okay? Um, but um, yeah, we've got a number of number we'll of guys out at the moment so
0: yeah, I hopefully saw, i saw one we won't oh God, that yeah. was that was nasty yeah, yeah. Oof, sorry okay. Is it marcos what was it, Is it...
1: marce uh, sorry marcello uh mateo mateo sorry yeah 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 Best, yeah four uh, guys
0: quick 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 recovery for that because don't, don't go back and watch it anybody If it, it was yeah. it was brought, it was on the huns channel don't don't go back and watch it It was. yeah so i know well, but
1: he okay. he got surgery. He's out of the hospital. That's um, good. So he, he, as far as we know, everything went well in the surgery. So it's road to recovery in USA sit bureaucracy now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will not talk about that on here. We don't. <laughs> we not really piss anybody off. So uh yeah. <laughs> not that we probably do piss a few people off. Well, so we'll we'll find out what goes on the Huns in a couple of weeks. We'll go from there. Yeah, so
1: Uh, Hans should find out. um, We should find out if we make Nationals top bracket in about
0: two weeks, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, so cool. (laughs) All right, Alex, we've been prolonging this and dragging it out to not talk about it. Last week, (laughs) as part of that triple header we we highlighted with Alex Kalpa, um, the AGs took on the teenies of LA. They they went to the Coliseum needing, really had everything in their hand. Destiny was in their hand. You know, there were many scenarios. We drew first blood. We, we drew first blood. We were many scenarios that we played out. Um, you can go back. We pulled out our abacus and our chalkboards. And Alex and I sat down and talked about all the weird scenarios where if, if we just get two bonus points and five points against Old Glory and... You know, I and mean, we could be in we could be in if utah only scores one bonus point through blah blah blah, yeah. blah and all this other stuff um uh, unfortunately the ags went into la scored first played pretty well for the first few minutes and then uh unfortunately yeah they let it that's true they did leave at halftime I give given that uh second half of that match didn't go our way uh, although we led at halftime we didn't score a single point the rest of the game losing 31-17 no bonus point no win no. and because of what happened later in the later in the day cuz atlanta couldn't play defense against well,
1: against interception
0: and they threw an interception they couldn't play defense threw an interception and utah scored a try at 77 scored three and they scored three tries. Atlanta shouldn't have let or four tries. It shouldn't have let that Utah team who's missing seven players score yeah. four tries. Anyway, so, but let's, let's talk about the match a little bit overall. First half solid performance. I was pretty happy. Mm-hmm. We played well. We were attacking well. We did a lot of really great things. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, we, I thought we defended quite well in the first half. And then I thought we um, were pounding them up the middle. Yeah, I think we were, I do think that we were really, really in a, if there's obviously every game, we don't have Mooney sucks, but we really missed him this week because there was a couple of like, Instances in that game, where it's like if we just had like out and out pace, yeah, that final pass would have would have been scored, yeah. And like you know, credit to Nick Johnson, I think uh, whatever, yeah. Um, you know he's he's upper mid to upper thirties out there.
0: Hey, listen, don't Uh talk about people in their upper thirties.
1: Okay. He's like he's mid mid
0: to lower thirties, by the way. He's not that old. Okay, sorry,
1: but he's no, he's a little more seasoned than most of the MLR wingers. Like he's still got game
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for like a guy um, that hasn't played MLR in a couple of years, but like he just doesn't have the speed that um, Mooney Ham yeah. has. And I think that there was a couple of instances that, you know, we left some points begging. And then, I mean, I was impressed with our line out. Like oh, we, our line out was just, so solid, and our malls were good. I mean,
0: honestly, I can say that's been something to the entire season. Like, our lineout has been our lineout mall. Like, it, it reminds you, it, yeah, it's very Australian Brumbies. And if you look at yeah. Gerard, who played with the Brumbies, like, he it's yep. very you look at Lockie McCaffrey, who played it's very like lineout mall, mall mm-hmm. drive. And yeah. it's like, I and mean, we take malls for 20 to 30 meters times, like just like the Brumbies do. Um, yeah. It's a very solid overall on that. Um, it, but, you know, obviously. That. Well, okay.
1: Let's, let's. Go, go for it. Let's give, I mean, let's, you know, give our guys a little bit of, of slack.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, totally.
1: I think they, we got. Hose, I say. Well, you times. want to talk
0: about that now? Yeah. Do you want to talk about terrible, terrible calls? You want to talk about? <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about it. Let, let's talk about the try, the kick try by from from Meeks, basically, um, who picked up that try to score for. I forget who scored for them. So we kicked the ball down the field in the first half. They get the ball, they throw a forward pass and then Goddard, it was Goddard actually, that's right, because Goddard scored two tries. Uh, It was Goddard who was probably about a good three, not just one forward pass, there was almost two forward passes in that sequence. Got the ball out to Billy Meeks on the wing. Meeks kicked it. Goddard was probably four feet, maybe three feet. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a tall kid. He's three feet in front of the kicker. It lands right in front of him. And they scored a try. Obviously, well, first of all, the AR was way out of position, way out of position, like totally behind, was that not same, in, yeah. same AR multiple times, right?
1: That same AR is, I just think, is way, way out of his depth doing MLR. Like, did you no, see not, the yellow? Did you the yellow, did you card see it was on, yellow? It
0: was terrible.
1: No. The one the week before against uh, NOLA? Yeah. Like it was the same guy that made the same call, and it's like, I think he's just not used to refereeing at that level. No. Like honestly, yeah,
0: I mean maybe D one, like yeah. That's anyway. So yes, there were. And listen, it's it's a telltale sign when on the broadcast, High Tower and Dan Power were both like, whoo, man, that's another call." Yeah. That they've made like another call, like that means that yeah. there were previous calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I, I think JP Doyle's a good referee, obviously, he's done it for years. Uh, he had a howler of a match, howler of a match. Um, there were some really, really terrible calls. The call against Gitto on a late on the BS late hit thing that led to the line out that led to the uh the, yeah. Goddard, the second Goddard triumph was a crack of. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, so well, we were we were sentence about enhancers to, right now.
1: Well, we were about to score. Yeah, and they called it back. For Guiteau was the one complaining that he was complained. tackling was, that was tackling our player off the ball, and they
0: said that they said that uh, Hugh Roach yeah. held him, which is BS. The other one was Frank Halai breaking through the line in the second half and i know robbie had robbie was trying to pull him into the ruck and just happened to like fall and hit his ankle and basically i, I forget who it was for uh for la i was trying to think about who it was basically he pulled a european soccer and flopped <laughs> like he was like oh my god i'm falling over like whatever like yeah. he would there's no way like it should have been blown up because there's no way he would have got Halai. Like Halai was through that yeah. line before he had a chance because he was still yeah. part of the ruck in the first place. So that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know that was again there was out of, out of position and multiple calls. domakina's try absolutely yeah. a try, what? absolutely no a try. Like that. it was like they said it was a knock on again. Same referee. I'm pretty sure it's the same referee. But yeah, out of position. Like should have been further up the pitch, but he was not and just couldn't get there to, you know, so frustrating. (laughs) I was literally just like wanting to punch a wall. Like, cause I'm like, we can't always blame the referee. And I don't like to, I'm like literally not a ref basher at all, but there were three tries potentially for us that, we didn't get.
1: Yeah, that's a, you're looking at like a 14 to 21 point swing at least. You know,
0: so yeah. very, very frustrating overall. Um, Yeah, you know, obviously, the second. I mean, LA in the second half. Yes, there were some calls by JP Doyle that were questionable. Yes, there were rough stuff, but honestly, LA came out and you know they 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 overtook us for the number one defense in the league, and it showed. Like they came out mm-hmm. to play. Um, I do think we were missing. You know Ned Hodson played well, I but I do think we were missing Bryce Campbell in there. Um, you know put, coming in and just having that that s- solid base in your centers. Um, I think, uh, I think Patty Ryan did not have a, his best of matches for us. Um, mm-hmm. I think Patty, you know, right there when we're getting ready we to go to the try line, and it's literally a, a, a pile of about. 20 players and patty <laughs> picks the ball up and tries to dive over like patty love you man like think you play really good rugby sometimes uh you cannot dive over the ruck like adamakina can or a winger <laughs> or yeah. literally anybody else brother like i'm sorry man <laughs> like, that's uh yeah. you know i i, I, I there, there are times and places to do that and try that that was not the time we were attacking and we just two, two swings out to the left and we would have been all right. Um, like listen, hindsight's twenty twenty. you question everything. Uh, um, right. man, can you imagine, one of the things, can you imagine if Lockie McCaffrey had been here since the end of April, like he was supposed to be? I know. Good Lord. Um, what
1: was it like a visa?
0: Complication? I, yeah, I, I talked to him a few times, like visa issues, getting out of Japan, getting over here. Um, mm. you know, he's actually the only one that was really hampered by visa problems this year. Surprise it for us, which is for Austin. It's like, Oh yeah. Visa issues again. Like no problem. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I think uh, Rod Roderick waters gun on explosive. Uh, I, if you, didn't, yeah, if you thought, didn't, he was, if you didn't read Alex Kalpa's response, uh, this is how I want to read what Alex said about Rod Waters. One of the most, one of AG's most dynamic runners, a powerful bristling ball of muscle with more fast twitch fiber than AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, you know, David still also got some time. I don't, I just haven't seen enough from David still to like getting in there. It's like, yeah, is it time? Can he get in there? and play a couple minutes yeah he can um but has he done anything for us like i, I don't know yet like it's yeah um, it's kind of hard so that being said alex there there it was uh we lost we were we were waiting and uh, hoping basically that the utah atlanta match that was currently uh, when our game ended utah and were in the end of the first half beginning to start the second half we just needed atlanta to hold them no points, no tries, and then it would have come down to the final week. And there was still, there, there was still a chance. Um, and I say was because there is no longer. Um, if if it would have played out, I think we are, we, we would have been five point, we would have hoped against LA that the same thing happened, that two weeks in a row, Utah did not score a try, a right. point, any, any, any bonus point, and that Austin would go into, that was the one scenario, that Austin would go into this match, with, you know, basically needing five points, so a four-point bonus try win against Old Glory at Old Glory this yeah. weekend, which is still happening. We we still have one week left in the season, um, yeah. and then Austin could, you know, and then basically watch LA and Utah battle it out and just hope for the best. That hopefully LA's defense would show up again. Um, Fortunately, it didn't happen, and that one bonus point sent Utah to the playoffs, confirmed us to be out. But hey, listen, and. Can't be sad. We're nine and six. We have the potential this coming week to finish the season 10 and six, go back a year and a half to the end of the season in 2018, 2019, 2019, excuse me. And tell me about the 0 and 16 team that was playing there. Right. And go back to last year before COVID. Yeah. We won the Texas cup at the end, but we were one and <laughs> one and four and it was not yeah. looking, wasn't looking great. You know, it was it was there was promise, the new new ownership and stuff come in, but wasn't looking great. So, you know, hats off to the lads, hats off to Sam and Mark. Um, it's it, it was it's sad, like because I think everybody was like, Oh yeah, we, we're pat on the back, we've done well, we did great. Man, Sam saw it, I saw it, and you saw it too. The team that we were putting together were like, Holy shit, like we're gonna go to the playoffs, like we're gonna play. Like, yeah, you go back, the game a one point loss. To, yeah. to Utah in the first game of season. A two-point loss, or the uh, other way around, two-point loss to Utah, one-point loss to San Diego, one to, a kick earlier in the game either way, and we win both of those games, and we're right. talking playoffs right now um, because we're through. I do want to also point out, Alex, in case you didn't know, that if we were in a premiership-style table setting, we sit fifth overall in the entire the entire system so be proud of that ag fans be proud of the fact yep. that the beast coast east coast best coast whatever yeah atl nola rooney they all beat la guess what we beat all of them yeah <laughs> yeah yep Up the, you know <laughs> what um and, and really oh, um if austin wins this weekend so you know the next game is this weekend it is Saturday um I want not get the time right four o'clock in the afternoon so a nice little afternoon match to watch uh we are going to play Old Glory for uh the Cuisine Shield Solutions Cup trophy nice. whatever it is uh they came down and played we played it in San Antonio last year for it so that was a good match yeah,
1: I don't even understand like why I we it's a long story <laughs> I'm not gonna
0: I'm not gonna Old get it I, I know the story behind it it's because Cuisine Solutions is a sponsor for Old Glory and Whoa. cuisine solutions has a remote office in san antonio that's, oh that's, okay. okay that's why we do it anyway so that's that uh so they play Saturday, four o'clock um lineups are not out i i would be excited to see who plays i'd like to get some younger guys some playing time like to see rod
1: there might be some interesting um shake it up man why, up. why not Go back line
0: yeah, let let's see what happens. Let's play it. Let's play around a little bit. Let's put Mac Mason back at ten for a little bit. Let him run around the pitch and throw some stuff. But, You know, we'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Uh, it, it is just sad. You no, know, I think
1: it is. But uh, I think you look back and it's just like it's
0: night and day from of, where we were.
1: Oh well, yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, I think not, you also Like, it's the margins are very slim. Yeah, and. We, you know, like you don't you take those points for granted early on in the year, like that thirty-one thirty or whatever loss to Utah Massive. on the first night. Like, who knew that that was going to be the ten? or no, the the eight point swing that made the difference, right, at the end of the year. And I think, uh, to me, where the ultimate, like, I think the loss of Utah at the beginning was unfortunate. And then the loss to San Diego was excruciating. That was the worst. That was our worst second worst loss of the year. Yeah. I think. I think and then
0: New England or.
1: <laughs> no, New England was all right. I mean, if you picking up a bonus point on the road, yeah, yeah. like it, there's worse ways to lose. But to me, what um, the, the match that like, we'll look back on and say like what the f was, At Utah like that that game right there was
0: you know what like what happened that game right
1: yeah I'm like didn't we got nothing out of that game and that at the end of the year might you know that could be the difference
0: well you sit down and you think about it and you know every in major league rugby the parody is close and every match matters Every match, yeah. every point matters. Take your points on offer when you can get them because you never know when it's going to come up and bite you at the end of the game. And you need to kick a 52 meter, you know, angled, <laughs> you know, from the left in the wet, you know, just to, to win yeah. the game. Yeah. Like it is, it's one of those things like, Hey, they went for it and we see what happens. So, uh, unfortunately, it is what we're And you know what? I'd, I'm proud of the team, proud of the guys. I think Sam and Mark are building great stuff here. It's for sure. We we are just just be excited for it. It's going to be good stuff on the end. A uh, lot of, Hey man, we it's, it's there we are. Hour Mark, we've covered a lot. We've talked yep. about everything under the sun as we always do on the podcast. Uh man, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of it's almost like a sad moment like cuz we know it's the last game of the season next week and after right. that it'll be um, but we'll We'll wrap up the season. Do a season wrap up. We'll try to get both Alex's on and maybe even a Bradley <laughs> Yandel on too, and have the Whoa, four of us talk about everything. I know. We we'll
1: to. Go. Should we do? Uh, should we do
0: end of season awards? Uh, we'll do end of season awards. We'll, we'll plan or for superlatives that. Superlatives, at least. With superlatives, most most outstanding hair, things like that. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll plan for that. We'll have a good old time. Um, you know, tune in next time, next week you know, same, same Austin rugby podcast station. Uh, (laughs) Um, But if you want to stay up to date on everything else, uh, we've been, I've been pretty lax on, um, on posting on social media, just because, well, like Alex work happens and I'm super busy. Uh, Alex, what's the handle that everybody can follow to learn more?
1: You can follow at Austin rugby supporters. And if you want to, uh, I can't wait for this one. If you want to buy the uh, Austin Gilgroni's Gilgroniac gear where all the proceeds go towards the Central Texas Ice Storm Relief Fund. Oh, man.
0: Are you reading off a script? Well, no. <laughs> where can just, they go find those, Alex? You can find them at <laughs> <laughs>
1: www.rugbyshop.com.
0: There's a the in there. But yeah
1: backslash Austin Rugby supporters.
0: Yes collections backslash Austin rugby support. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just go into the rugby shop.com and rugby supporters. Uh, those guys actually been really helpful in sending some stuff out. Uh, big shout out to, uh, the, I will say this, if you are watching the Austin blacks, uh, tossed uh, some, some new swag out and I uh, got some new swag from them. So I do like their new Paladin gear. Not gonna lie, I gotta sad. say Paladin is Paladin is some, good. They make, make good, good stuff. stuff. They, they good really stuff. do. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Hey, Alex, always a pleasure. Uh, Uh, Glad we can sneak you in every three and a half, four weeks. Uh, (laughs) um, We appreciate you guys listening, watching on Facebook, on Spotify, on Apple Play, wherever you're at around the world, from Australia to Austin, Texas, to wherever else you're listening. We greatly appreciate it. That is Alex Reese. I am Dustin Zaire. Thanks for listening. and Until next time, we'll see you on the pitch we yeah.